This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast could be sponsored by you, yes you, the listener, through the podcast Patreon page that you can find by clicking the link in this episode's description. However, if supporting the podcast financially is not a possibility, that's totally fine too, especially if you are an Apple Podcast or iTunes listener, because you can leave the show a rating and a review. It's important with the way iTunes works, helps other people find the show and helps the show continue to grow. So please leave a rating and review. Um, there's another option by Stitcher, which also allows you to do that. And uh, don't forget, there are other ways of listening to the show if you're not an Apple Podcast or iTunes listener by heading on over to Google Play. Uh, like I said, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, and wherever else you get your podcast, the Chase Thomas Podcast will be there. And lastly, I highly encourage you to check out my website at chasethomaspodcast.com to read me at Medium uh, and to follow me on Twitter at Chase underscore Thomas and to go to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Hopefully you're still with me because this is the end of me rambling. All right, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, Friday edition of the Chase Thomas podcast, and I am joined once again by the great Connor Casey. Connor, he's feeling great. He's got a new washer. It's uh, he's ready for the weekend. Indeed, I am. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I I'm glad. Things are looking up, man, and you're in a new city. You're doing your new thing. Um, is everything still going well with pop culture? Yeah, it's going great. You know, we uh, we got a we've got a team of three guys kind of covering the uh, the beat, myself included, along with Brian Drost and uh, Jack Snodgrass. And uh, we've been we've been uh, trying a lot of different things. You can check it all out at popculture.com and uh, you know see what we've come up with. So we're really excited for this Sunday, though. It's gonna be a lot of fun. How long do you think the Royal Rumble is actually going to be? Because that's what I want to talk about. I guess we can, we'll talk about that first and then we'll dive into Raw 25 and then I have some brief SmackDown thoughts and some 205 Live stuff. But uh, where are you at with the Royal Rumble and how long do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be six hours, about. Oh, I'm looking at the card right now and I'd say, yeah, they've got, they've got three shows booked for the pre show and you got to think each Rumble match itself will take at least an hour, give or take, and then. Not including the the you know the the first entrances and the uh, the pre package promo, um, or the pre package promo, I should say. Uh, yes, yeah, six hours sounds about right. Yeah, it uh, it's gonna be a long one. So it, I'm probably not gonna watch most of it live. I'm gonna avoid spoilers, and then I'm gonna watch the Rumble first, the women's and men's, and then dive into the rest later. But yeah, I I don't know. I, I I think I'd be a lot more excited about this weekend if the NXT takeover was happening. 
this Saturday prior to the event. Like, cause I'm really excited about what they've been doing on NXT lately. I think it's kind of been under the radar cause I haven't seen a lot of talk about what's been going on there. Cause the undisputed era has been great. And I love the Adam Cole, William Regal feud that they have going on and just how Alistair Black is involved and the way they're booking that uh, group against Alistair. And I, I think it's going to be really good. It's going to be a really good show. And then the Shayna Baszler stuff is really great with Ember Moon. The Johnny Gargano mm-hmm. underdog story is going to be great. I I just, I like everything they're doing right now. I think they've really hit their stride in a lot of ways, but that's funny. The only thing that I don't like is Andrade Cien Almas as the champion. And it's just, if you watch NXT every week, it doesn't feel like he's the champion. It's just, he's kind of here, there sometimes, but he's not a, the vocal point of the show. The vocal point is the Undisputed Era and Aleister Black, which yeah, is cool. I think we're going to have to put up with Almas until the, uh, the mania takeover because you got him facing Gargano this weekend. And I have a feeling that's going to be when a certain former tag partner of his comes back and ruins things for him. Yeah. We'll see. Is is he cleared? Uh, They haven't said anything, but you know, if there were ever a time, this would be it. That's true. I'm excited because that will be awesome. And that does make the most sense of having him cost him the match. And then they have a really great WrestleMania uh, NXT feud that that would be cool. I'm here for that. But anyway, the rumble um, is going to be fun. I think we're going to see some really cool stuff uh, this year. And, you know, I, I'm still going back and forth. Like Shinsuke Nakamura, I believe is still the betting odds favorite as of this moment. Or, oh, actually, just look at that. Roman Reigns has now gone ahead of Shinsuke as of today. Mm-hmm. He's 3-1. to one. Shinsuke is now 7-2. to two. Mm-hmm. They, they, Would well, they really do know, it again? We, would they really give Roman Reigns the Rumble win? I mean, this is the company that's trying to bring back the XFL. So, I mean, if they're going to troll us, they might as well. <sighs> Man. I don't think it's... I don't think it's beyond them to do so. I I still, as we said last time, I still think that somebody from SmackDown winning makes the most sense, and that would be Shinsuke. Um, or you give it to Finn, and you have the uh, the kind of the club crossover with AJ. Um, and you you honestly, you know, you don't have to give Roman the win in order to justify his match with Lesnar. Um, but maybe they they want to give him just one more you know feather in his cap you know, going into this next mania. He just doesn't need it. There's another way of, he just have him win elimination chamber. Wait, do they get elimination chamber this year? Does raw have one more pay-per-view before WrestleMania or does SmackDown get that? I am looking, um, uh, it's going to be uh raw. This year. Okay. Then yeah, that's what you do. You just have him win the chamber and become number one contender against Lesnar. I wouldn't have any problem with that. That's fine. I that's the fans wouldn't be upset about it. It would make sense him winning the chamber to get it. I it just it's going to be a dud because this match probably goes on last, right? And if you end with Roman Reigns celebrating again, I just this company. I mean, there is stubborn, and then there's this kind of stubborn that I just I don't. I don't like either of those two possibilities. Shinsuke, I mean, he's been booked better in the last couple of weeks, and that awesome RKO out of nowhere was just maybe one of my favorite Randy Orton moments of like the last like couple of years on SmackDown. But I just, 
I don't think he has enough juice right now. And to see Cena and Braun right below him, like I last week on the pod with Will, we did our top five guys who um, we thought uh, made the most sense to us to win the Rumble. My number one was Balor, and he's five on this list. And he is just flaming hot right now. And the book, getting the Balor Club back together was a great idea. Just having that too sweet moment on Raw 25 was maybe the best moment of the night. And it's just, it makes a lot of sense for him to win and then challenge AJ Styles. Like, that's what he should do. He should move to SmackDown. It writes itself just putting, like, the, obviously the history with Balor and Styles and Gallows and Anderson and just go with that and then you could still go back to shinsuke late in the summer and have like a summer sam program with shinsuke aj and balor if you really want to do that or balor and shinsuke like there's no reason to have roman reigns win this but also shinsuke and aj i just i like it theoretically but i don't think they've earned that right now they still have to they would have a lot more work to do and shinsuke is just I don't think he's in a better place than Balor to challenge AJ right now. Well, I think if, if you go back and watch the, the Nakamura Styles Wrestle Kingdom match, I think it, it shows that these two can definitely go. And if given twenty five minutes, they would they would seal the damn thing. Um, that being said, I think if they did give it to Shinsuke, I think AJ would be bearing the brunt of the promo work, which I think he can he's entirely capable of doing. Um, but you're right. You know, I, I think Finn is the best option. Um, I think of all the current stars that interacted with any of the legends during Raw this past week, uh, he clearly got the best rub in that that too sweet moment in the middle of Manhattan Center. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it, there's there's the way that the fans wanted to go. There's the way that the company probably wanted to go. And if last, the last five years are any indication, they're going to do what Vince wants. So I think it makes sense that Roman is a three to one odds to win. It makes sense. It's just the wrong move. He shouldn't win. And I just, if I have to pick between the two, I'm picking Shinsuke as the better sure. option. But I don't really like any of these. John Cena. I mean, we have to get that other title reign out of the way sooner rather than later because we really don't know how much longer he has and he's like going to duke nukem and he really is picking up steam in that regard and i just you have to wonder if you're WWE, like how much longer do you even have this guy to even have like a three-month title reign to give someone else the rub like i i don't know if you can even count on having cena around for that amount of time and they have to do it they have to give him have him break the record and it makes sense if you did do Cena because I think he is booked for the next couple of pay-per-views if he did win. And I don't think that would go over poorly. I think that would actually be a huge surprise to a lot of people considering how much he's lost recently and putting over so many different guys. And just, I, I think, I mean, he got laid out by Elias and I, I don't know. He's kind of, uh, it would be a surprise. He's kind of an underdog pick in a way, but he would not be in my top five, but he makes sense. And I would like that more than Reigns too. I think... I don't know who he would challenge, though. I guess he would challenge AJ, and they would do that again, but he does have a lot of history with Lesnar, and I think on the podcast we mentioned last week, if I, like, in pure fantasy booking, <laughs> I think I would do Cena just being like, I want to challenge both of you. I want to win both titles at WrestleMania, and then they do a triple threat Lesnar-style Cena. That would tear the house down. Oh, it would be amazing. 
That's the only. Um, that's the caveat. If Cena wins the Rumble, that's what I want. I want him challenging both and trying to become the undisputed champion for a couple months. The uh, the the only the only wrench I'll throw into that is the rumor of his match with the Undertaker at this next Mania is uh, that hasn't gone away even after Monday, kind of resulting in nothing. So I would not be surprised if that uh, if that still comes to light either. It won't happen at the Rumble. It'll probably happen on Raw in one of these next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's weird that they decided not to do it that night. What was the reason? Because the lie stuff, they needed to set that up for first, and that was supposed to be some well, Joe's spot, well, and they had to quickly change gears. And then that Undertaker promo, I guess we can just jump into that too. It's just, that was atrocious. What the hell was that? He, uh, he apparently got lost. He was... He was thrown off by, you know, just the arena he was in, how small it was, and he didn't know where to look camera-wise, and apparently he just lost track of what he was supposed to say. I was going to say the content is what bothered me more. He's just talking about he's beaten everybody and blah, 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 and it's like, well, you've lost twice, and you're, you looked like you retired last year, and it's just, I, I don't understand that the whole idea of it. It was just... I, I cannot believe they did that. It was so bizarre. And I feel bad for that Manhattan Center crowd and what they were given that night. Oh, it was, God. We'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But I will say this. I like the, the added touch of he didn't have the hat, he didn't have the jacket, he didn't have his gloves. And it was a continuity not, uh, yeah, I left those all in the ring and those aren't going anywhere. So I didn't even, notice, I didn't even I think like about it. that. I guess that is. So yeah. you think that was intentional? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, we we should give him credit for that when they do do something cool like that and actually um, go back on stuff like that and have a cool callback. We should give them credit. So back to the rumble though for a little bit. I Balor still is my number one, but my wild card man. I still think Ziggler makes sense. I still do. He's my pure wild card fantasy SmackDown fantasy booking pick that. I would be here for his story makes sense and i think a dolph ziggler aj feud built around ziggler wanting to be seen as the best in the world and fans see aj styles the best wrestler in the world and dolph can say like you can have a video montage of all of his best matches over the years and just how great of a worker he's been and that he wants to prove once and for all that he is the best this company has to offer and those two just put together a 20 minute amazing match and not like the kind of matches he's been working with rude and shinsuke as of late but more of the dolph ziggler that i was here for and marked for for years and that if anyone can get it out of him it'd be aj and i would i think it'd be fun and i think you have ziggler go over and then you try it just give ziggler that one opportunity to have the title for a couple months in the summer and see what happens because i think at that point if it doesn't work then ziggler can finally move on but i just I think doing one final run with him and seeing if it works and if it works, then you keep him around longer. But if it doesn't, then he can finally leave and go, well, I finally have my shot. I have my WrestleMania moment. I beat AJ Styles, blah, 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 blah. That works. Oh, am I crazy for wanting Dolph Ziggler to win the rumble? You're not crazy in that. I've actually heard uh, multiple people try to argue Ziggler, mostly because we just were kind of given that dangling thread uh, when he dropped the United States Championship and then didn't come back for it. Uh, but I am looking at the card right now, and I noticed that Bobby Roode has an open challenge set out for a uh, United States Championship match, so he might just be coming back for that. 
Uh, and the other thing that I have against the argument is, what's the one consistency WWE has had over the last seven or eight years? It's that they don't know what to do with Dolph Ziggler. They don't have a set plan for him. Everything that has kind of unfolded was always spur of the moment, just so they could move on to something else down the road. You know, even his Money in the Bank contract cash-in, you know, you listen to writers who were backstage even the night of, uh, Vince openly saying, we're not pushing Dolph, we just need to get the contract away from him. Oh, I didn't even know about that. Brutal. Yeah. So if that's any indication as to what you think of what the WWE thinks of Dolph, that's it. So while I am all for some sort of surprise, you know, winner being the guy that's last standing in the Rumble this year, because honestly, you look at the last couple of years, every, you know, Rumble winner was kind of somebody that, yeah, we all kind of saw that coming. Um, And a a Ziggler win would come out of nowhere, but I don't think it happens. I don't think they think that highly of them. Yes, an AJ Dolph match would be great, but it's, You've got to keep in mind that a WWE championship match is something they have to put at the top or near the top of the poster, and I don't think Vince wants Ziggler's name to be anywhere near the top of that. Yeah. No, so I don't I don't think it happens. I don't either, but that's my favorite like wild card pick. I wanted to say the Miz so bad, but he missed too much time filming the Marine nineteen and yeah. That's why I just can't put him there because he just came back and he just won the IC title and it just like he's still as great as ever and he had my favorite moment of Raw 25 at the Barclays at Manhattan Center. It was the two sweet Balor stuff, but at Barclays, just his stare down with Daniel Bryan. Incredible. Those two, if they never have a match, it's a huge travesty because the amount of reaction and heat and interest that that just dream match presents is just remarkable. Those two, it really does feel like they genuinely hate each other. And it's my favorite feud in the WWE right now, I think. Yeah, when you think of everything that Miz has done in his, uh, what we're coming up on about 11 years now with him and the company, um, it's kind of amazing that a Rumble win isn't on that list. And I I don't think it happens this year. I definitely think, by the end of his career, he will have a Rumble win because I think he has improved so much since that first WWE Championship run that one more shot at that main event level is absolutely deserved. Um, you know, you mentioned his staring out with Brian. I love that. And I also love the finish to his match with Roman because yeah. it had subtlety, which is something you never see on Raw. So that was great, too. And I was surprised. Um, I was surprised he went over. And I shouldn't have been, I guess, especially with the context behind the match. And just, I I still will maintain the belief that Roman does not lose the belt if Dean Ambrose doesn't get hurt, because I think their plan was to have the Shield celebrating with all the Raw titles to close out WrestleMania this year. And I think they're changing gears where it will be only Roman Reigns celebrating with the Universal title and there will be no other titles for the Shield. Yeah, this, this, this Shield return was cursed basically from the start. Uh, hopefully that doesn't deter them from doing it again down the road. Um, yeah, you're. I think you're right in that Roman is the only one of the three with any sort of gold come the, come the end of uh, the end of Mania. That being said, I I was expecting this to get it back because we needed to get the the mid card title off of Roman so that there is no distraction. 
for his uh, his championship match at Mania. I had somebody on Twitter argue with me that he should be a double champion. And I'm like, man, you've got so much of this crowd hating him already. Doing this is not going to help that at all. So why bother? Are you making anything of the crowd reaction to him coming out in the Miz match? Because he got heavy boos. And it was, I would say, over the last month or two, he has gotten pretty positive reactions from the crowd as of late. And it was back to normal on Raw. I don't know if that was just because it was a smarky crowd in Barclays or if it's just that's what they should expect in Philly and that's what they should expect if he wins the title from Lesnar at Mania. But this is weird. I, I don't, maybe this is not weird, but I think I might after the closing of WrestleMania this year, I think I might have a feeling of a sigh of relief with Reigns winning the title and just knowing that we're finally done with this Brock Lesnar title reign and we can finally move on. Let Reigns can have the title for a year or whatever, and they can just do this and move on because it's just been, it just feels like Lesnar has been the universal title for like six and a half years and I'm ready to move on. And I think that might be why I am just kind of excited that we're finally going to get this done and we can move forward in this company because it's just, it's time. And yeah, I I think it's, it's going to be interesting. What do you think of the triple threat universal title match? Do you think it's gonna be good? You know, it's, it's got Kane. So any match with Kane is got a ceiling to it. Unfortunately, um, I think it'll just, it'll be like a car crash similar to, uh, similar to that SummerSlam main event. Um, but Brock, I mean, there's no way this ends any other way than Brock pinning Kane, keeping Braun strong and setting up the Lesnar Roman match. That's, that's of all the matches Brock has had since he got the title. This is the most obvious outcome. Um, now, back to, back to your point on Roman, uh, I wasn't surprised by the reaction. Um, it was, you know, you were looking at a snarky crowd, you know, not just because it was in Brooklyn, but because it was this big Legends-filled event. Um, Philly is a particularly, you know, smarky crowd as well, not to mention you have the Rumble, so it's a lot of the diehard fans wanting to pay extra for tickets. So that's going to be the case there. It's going to be the same thing at Mania. You know, this is kind of something that they can't escape. Now, with Roman winning the title, this is a point I've wanted to make. You know, th- this guy has been crowned on three separate occasions. He has been WWE champion three times. And if you look at each of those times, what does he do after? With the exception of a, of a few with AJ Styles, which AJ kind of did the most of the character work for, they've done nothing. They've done nothing interesting with this guy. You know, if they give him the title at Mania, again, fine, but that's not the issue. The issue is, okay, great, what do you do after? Because how far away are we really from them going back to the drawing board and trying to give Roman another crowning achievement six months from now at SummerSlam? How far away are we from, you know, just, just give him a long reign with some good feuds. I think that will win over more fans than anything at this point which they haven't done, and they're kind of afraid to. Another thing I'm worried about when you talk about another long reign with Reigns is we've just gotten that with Lesnar. I don't know if they can afford to just do back-to-back like year-long reigns with one guy on Raw because it really is detrimental to guys like Samojo and especially Braun Strowman because Braun Strowman has lost big matches over and over again, and he's losing big feuds, and then they reset with him 
every few months and Braun Strowman's arguably the best part of Raw but eventually fans will move on because they know he's never going to actually win the title he still doesn't have a title when he's not winning Sunday and then there's no path to him winning the top title for a while and if that's the case right. like move him to SmackDown or something because I I really do think if you're going to push this guy as the monster among men who just can't ever win the big one or act I just at some point there's going to be this issue between the fans and Braun and I I don't know what they do because there's no path to him winning the title anytime soon and that's why I've been kind of hesitant to join in and the Braun's awesome he's gonna be like I've listened to people talk about him as like the future of Monday Night Raw in the next ring I'm like what company are like they would have already put the title on him if they really thought he was going to be the top guy for years and years and years. And I just don't think they see him that way. I think they love what he does, but I don't think they're going to build around him. He, it's still going to be built around Roman Reigns unless some just, I don't know, unless Tino Sabatelli really breaks out when he gets called up. I, I don't see a scenario where they are not building around Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman gets like one sporadic title reign here and there and just you know i i don't i don't see it i i think one of the fears the roman haters have and i'm included in this category i think the fear they have is that at some point they're going to give reigns a title reign similar to the one john cena had early on where it lasted over a year and that was really where he got a lot of his heat that never really went away from a lot of fans. You know, thanks to him keeping the title forever, beating every up-and-comer and potential superstar on the card. And if memory serves, he never actually lost the title. He lost it because he had an injury. So I think that's the fear with Roman. You know, honestly, I'm fine with him keeping it to SummerSlam. But yeah, then at that point, we need to get this thing on Strowman. This dude... Has, is white hot right now. They've had him close out so many Raws as of late. They keep putting him in the title picture. You know, you cannot make this guy be Big Show. You know, you, you had, you, that's a perfect blueprint of what not to do with a guy. Is but I think build that's him what's up going to and, and keep making him lose. And I think, but honestly, I think Vince can learn from his mistake he made with Big Show and actually give Braun the title early on as opposed to waiting, you know, another two years for it to happen. He could, but I don't think that's what they're going to do. I think he's getting the Intercontinental title, but I don't think he's... You're not going to see Braun Strowman walking around with the Universal title anytime soon. I would say years. I think it happens within the next year. Anyway. I don't know. That's It's going to be an interesting thing to follow because I, uh, I smell a future wager uh, between us on this because... I mean, there's a lot of guys in line behind him. Like, just think about Samoa Joe. They have to put the title on him at some point, I think. You, I mean, Seth Rollins, he hasn't had the title in years now. When do you, like, at some point, he needs another reign to reestablish his credibility. What do you do with Dean Ambrose? What do you do with, this? the list goes on and on. The Miz needs a title. When does he get his universal title? When do they build the show around him, finally? Because there's reports that he's going to get a monster push. And then he's getting teamed up with Braun Strowman, which might actually be maybe the best WrestleMania feud this year. I think once we get into it, it, it has all the potential in the world. I really am excited about Miz versus Braun. I I am too. But I think a lot of those concerns of what about Joe? What about Miz? What about Finn? What about Seth? 
I think a lot of it comes down to who's on what show from uh, the next superstar shakeup or whatever they call it next time around. Because odds are they'll have one uh, right after me. So the entire dynamic of each show could have, have changed by then. Yeah. I, but we saw there wasn't much movement last time. And I mean, on SmackDown, you could see a scenario. I think at this point, is am I crazy for just saying I think you keep AJ on there forever until he retires? I think I would never move him at this point. I think there is something I I would have zero problem with it. I like the he built this brand, this is his show, and then he's just like the mainstay. I like having a couple guys on each show that are the mainstay. Like I'd probably keep Braun on Raw for a long time, or I guess Roman too. And then I'd split up the shield on this next shakeup. I think I might be tempted to put Rollins on SmackDown since that hasn't happened yet and they did Ambrose last time. I would be interested in that. Ben Balor moving over, but yeah, I think it's cool to just have certain guys be like exclusively Raw or SmackDown guys for years. I think that's a it's a cool thing and has a lot of value, but we'll see how that the goes. Thing is, what what does it say about a company where every person we want to go have success, we say go to SmackDown. But I wouldn't even say to go to SmackDown. Like I don't think a lot of guys have done well on Smack- SmackDown's been terrible for the last year. It has been a low key Raw's been a much better show. And it would be like no question if it just wasn't a three hour show. <laughs> That's the one thing holding Raw back on a week to week basis is that they're still a third hour. But when they have one hour built around Braun just destroying things and losing his mind the other hour with a great Roman Reigns match and Miz stuff and then the final hour with um it, like just whatever else is going on but like i think it works oh who who could forget the classic primetime players versus heat slater oh and my God. honestly oh my mistake it's titus worldwide now i forgot he's a divisive figure because i think yeah. titus o'neill is their worst worker and i don't know why he's still employed he's a great manager no i don't even think that's e- i don't think that's true either i think he's terrible I don't know, yeah, man. I'm not a Tynus O'Neill guy at all. I I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. The Rumble is one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. And I, my final pick, I guess, is it's kind of like the Patriots in a way with picking the Rumble. Because, you know, if you look at who's won the last couple, it's all Triple H and Vince guys. I mean, Randy Orton mm-hmm. and Triple H himself and Roman and Batista and like... I think the outside the box stuff, like the Shinsuke's and the Finn Balor's, and I don't, I don't even know who else. I guess Samoa Joe. I just a Miz. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're getting Roman Reigns. I think there's a strong reason that he just shot up to number one. I think it's going to be Roman, and it's going to be just annoying and frustrating because there's other avenues. The, the problem is when the answer is obvious, the match gets boring. Yeah. That's, that's, um, just, just whoever it is, just have a good, just man, have it be a good match. The last time Roman won was a goddamn snooze with the Kane and Big Show ending. So let, let's have an interesting rumble for the first time in what feels like years. That, that's all I'm asking. That would be cool. Do you think we get any, like, Really insane surprise entrance because I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We haven't really talked about that. I haven't seen many reports about it. oh who could jump in there. I don't who. I mean, especially after just Raw twenty five this week, we saw a lot of guys recently. So 
I don't know. I think we do we get a Goldberg appearance? No, I'm thinking the closest surprise we get could be Jericho because he's obviously still in ring shape, and I don't think he'll be busy that night with anything in New Japan, so why not? Yeah, I'm okay with it. We'll see. I wonder if they get any NXT guys in there because they're putting NXT women's wrestlers in the female in the women's rumble, right? Well, that's because they have. Yeah. Because if you look at the women's roster on both shows, they don't have 30 women. Did you hear so Sasha Banks bring- talking about like it's t- the time is perfect for them to institute a uh, like s- s- just tag team belt for the w- the women's division? There are like seven competitors yeah, on SmackDown. What? What? She. She's been saying some things lately that's just kind of, I, I like where her head is at, but the logistics behind it just don't work. And that's one of them. The other being that she claims she's the greatest women's wrestler of all time. And, uh, no, it just, it's great that you think that it's good. You know, it's the right attitude to have. It's just not true. Yeah. I love Sasha, but that was just, but, I, I could not get over I mean, that. She's having the best wrestler it's on the like, show, right? Like I'm not sure Roman if he's on. He's the, it's like when Roman says he's the best wrestler in the world. It's like, how about you be the best on your own show first before you start saying you're the best ever? Can I... Maybe this is a hot take. I think Roman had a case a year or two ago for being the best wrestler in the world. John Cena, AJ Styles. There, I just named two guys on his own company better than him. I didn't have to mention anybody from New Japan. I don't think John Cena's better than him right now. I think he's absolutely better than him. Mm. I don't know. What, well, it also depends on like what we look like. Are we talking the whole package? Are we talking about the mic work, the character, the in-ring work? Are we talking the about whole- facial expressions? Uh, there's a lot that goes into best wrestler in the world because yeah, and John, and I would argue that John Cena and AJ Styles are two of the best in the world, and Roman is you know sitting at third in his own company. And that's not even count with somebody like Triple H comes back for a one-off. Oh, Triple H is nowhere near any of those three. Nowhere near. Yeah. Nowhere near. I am not a Triple H guy at all. I, I'm not the person well, to talk to about this. Um, yeah, no, can't do it. But it's interesting that we ha- we didn't bring Shinsuke up in this, which is the other reason. I think Miz has to be in the top three at this point. I would actually, I he does everything well. I don't know what he doesn't do well at this point. He's the number Dude, one that, heel that, in the company. That's, that's one, you're, you're just helping my argument. That's one more guy against Roman. But anyway. But they both they were both great this week on Raw. They were both fantastic. I don't know. I, who's I, better? Who's better? Who was better on Monday this past week? The Miz. As the complete package. Yeah, it's the Miz. The answer is Miz. So there you go. But anyway, back to the women's rumble. Who you got? I think I'm... I, the Rousey stuff just, I don't know what to think on that. The TMZ stuff with Terrell H and Ronda eating together seemed forced. I think Stephanie on commentary is an absolute atrocity. Why does she insert herself in all of this? It's awful. I don't know why she feels the need to get involved in all of this stuff. It's not necessary. It's not good. Because her last name is McMahon and she's married to a guy who made a career out of inserting himself into other people's programs to gain momentum. Yeah. I think Oscar so, is still my pick because I think, yeah, but then again, she threw everybody out, uh, after the eight man tag match, eight woman tag match, excuse me on raw this week. And it just seems like they're really 
pushing that she's the favorite and that there's no way she can lose and she's the number one option. And I just, I'm worried there's a swerve coming up, like the Ronda Rousey thing of her throwing Oscar out. I, I just, I think there has to be sh- some shenanigans to eliminate her if they do decide to do that. But as of right now, I'm going to say Oscar. But where my heart is, it's Becky Lynch. I would do Becky. If I had to pick who makes the most sense for me, I would pick Becky and then do a Becky versus Charlotte feud for for Mania this year. I, I, I don't hate that, but my pick is still Asuka. I've, I've written about this. She makes the most sense. She's got the most momentum. She's got a resume, you know, you know, bigger than just that anyone on the roster could hope for. Um, she, she, I mean, she's fantastic. Uh, you mentioned Rousey. She's claiming that there's been no deal and that you shouldn't expect her at the Rumble, which instantly makes me think, okay, she's lying. She's going to be at the Rumble, you know? So I, with her, it's, it's a toss-up, honestly. If she does show up, she's winning. If she doesn't, then you got you kind of need to give it to Asuka. But then how do you eliminate Asuka? Do you have Ronda eliminate her? I don't know how that looks. I also don't know what Ronda Rousey's star power is at this point. That's going to be my most interesting thing to me is how big of a draw is she in 2018? I'm not sure. I think it's obviously, it's not where it was when she showed up at 31. That That's that's for sure. You know, she hasn't fought in a while. Her last two fights were losses. Um, she hasn't been in many movies lately. I think she's working on with Mark Wahlberg right now, though. Um, yeah, but you know, they're, they're kind of banking on, you know, yeah, she, she's not as hot as she was, you know, a couple of years ago, but she's still got star power and she's still going to bring people's attention, you know, over to, over to her. I mean, you, you think, I mean, WWE loves their, their celebrities, their, their athletes, their pseudo, you know, stars. So, you know, they'll, they'll happily bend over backwards to give Stephen Amell a tag match at SummerSlam. So they're going to be willing to give Ronda Rousey, you know, post-prime a match at Mania and this Brock Lesnar-esque push of, yeah, she, you know, she's not the best technical wrestler in the world right now, but she'll, you know, just beat anybody into meat that she gets in the ring. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they do that. I'm I'm fascinated. I think there's going to be a lot of surprise entrance in this. Hopefully we get uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. And that's all I'm hoping for. That'd be a good one. I think, uh, I think Trish makes an appearance. Trish. Yeah. Lita is interesting. Cause she wasn't at raw 25 and there's like, it appears there's some awkward tension between yeah. Lita and the company. So maybe she's not there. And they did, they didn't invite her to it. That's the strange thing. And I wonder if it has something to do with, did something happen when she was working as the uh, the commentator for the May Young Classic, um, or when she was working those pre-shows? Because she stopped doing those too. Yeah, something's going on there. I don't know what it is, but Beth Phoenix, I guess, is a strong possibility. She's wrestling. She'll be in. She could, now she retired just so she could be a mom, right? There wasn't there wasn't an injury related thing with that. I'm pretty sure she like went to the woods in North Carolina with Edge and they have like two daughters now I think yeah something like that and like 19 dogs yeah but uh, I think that would be cool who would be your number one pick though who you'd like to see or you'd actually like be really excited and mark out for when their music hits uh, to see come, to see come back yeah karma oh okay 
Yeah. She was awesome on Glow and Awesome Kong was amazing in TNA. So give, give me karma. That, that feels like of all the, you know, what could have been possibilities for women wrestlers in WWE, she's up there. So I have a real pick and a just tongue-in-cheek pick. Tongue-in-cheek, Santina Morella. Oh, kill me. Or they could do the R-True spot all over again where he gets confused and thinks he's entering the men's Royal Rumble and comes out at the wrong time. And Okay, that would actually be funny, um, but the Santino thing would just be so insulting. I mean, they had James Ellsworth basically win the first ever women's Money in the Bank match. I mean, yeah, but they actually fixed that down the road with, hey, Carmella actually won it, and then. But I mean, they knew they didn't realize that that was a after the fact situation where they didn't they didn't realize at the time when they were booking that match to have James Ellsworth (laughs) hand the briefcase to Carmella as something that the fans might not be a fan of at this point. The optics on that one were great, but I, I don't think I don't think with this, you know, with as much as they are pushing this and the consequences of whoever wins, you know, namely, now we've suddenly got a match at Mania booked. Um, I don't think they they screw around with this one too much in terms of who wins. Yeah, my pick though, and if my now, surprise if pick would show, be cool. Now, if, oh, go ahead. If he did show up, I think. Because he actually holds the record for quickest elimination in the men's rumble. Mm. If he does show up, he's out in one second so that he can also hold the record for the women's Royal Rumble. Do you remember when Santino almost won the rumble and Del Rio threw him out last? Yes. I remember my fear. Just, I remember being so nervous watching that. I, like, just, I'm such a dork, but I remember being super fearful of Santino actually winning and that spot of him coming back in just was like, oh my God, they're going to do this. They're actually going to try this. And thankfully, but even at the time now, just having to pick between Del Rio and Santino. Ugh. That, yeah, that rumble has not aged well. No, 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 no. My number one surprise pick that I would actually like really love, Gail Kim. Okay. They they did absolutely nothing with her last time, but yeah. you know. Just like to have a cause she just retired from Impact and just like knowing that she's this is gonna be her only appearance, just have her come in for a spot and do some cool stuff and then leave. And that's the last time we see her. Not the worst idea. I always loved Gail Kim. She was probably one of my favorite wrestlers, especially just watching Impact 10 years ago and all that. So it'd be cool to see her because, like you said, she didn't get a great run, but this is like one way of kind of remitting that situation. Raw 25. Yeah, Mickey James has kind of taken her role of legend that they brought back that they don't know what to do with at all. Yeah. That's kind of a shame. That Mickey James stuff with the age and everything else. And oh God, no, we're, we're, that's another rabbit hole for another podcast. But the last thing I do want to say on the Rumble, I think it's going to, you're going to have to suspend a lot of disbelief for Kevin Owens and it, and Sami Zayn not to beat AJ Styles in a two on one match. Well, I, the, the one thing that they haven't done is explain what it means to be a co WWE champion. Yeah. Like, okay, you, you gave two guys the one belt. What does that mean? And if this were September 
and they had, you know, an entire season's worth of, you know, storyline stuff to get through, I would say maybe they actually go with this, but we're getting close to Mania now. So you kind of can't go into a Mania with a gimmick like this. But it would be fun. Yeah, yeah. They missed the boat because they, I mean, I guess they haven't necessarily missed the boat because they're still super over. And Sami Zayn winning with the Blue Thunder Bomb this week was awesome. And it just looks so good. And Sami Zayn is trending in a very positive direction. And honestly, I love the Up movement and I love these two together. And I think it would be hilarious to see them as co-champions on a week-to-week basis. But maybe that's what you do is you have them win and then AJ wins it back somehow. I think that could be something where they, I don't know, they, so there's a way of creating some sort of storyline where it makes sense for AJ to get the belt back before Mania. I'm sure it is, but I, they're in Mania prep mode now, so I don't think get throwing this curveball out, you know, just to kind of, just to sweep it under the rug within the last month. Is, is the best idea, but yeah. Well, I have a question for um, you, AJL Would over, you rather watch over, SmackDown for the next four weeks, I mean, four, uh, four months, I guess, with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as co-champions, or is AJ still just being the champion and feuding with, like, I don't even know, Shinsuke? Well, AJ's my boy, so I can't I can't root against him. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, you're, you're, you're right in that it would be fun. It's just not going to happen. So, AJ's going to overcome the odds, I'm curious what they do with Zane and Owens to Mania. I wouldn't be opposed to them getting the tag titles. Because you know an Usos. I mean, Ooh. if nothing else, the next Usos would be good. Yeah. And then you're calling back to their days of Cena and Generico, where they were tag champs, they lose it, and then somebody turns on the other guy. I like it. Because that is how we kick this whole thing off way back when. That is a good alternative. I, I'm okay with that. Usos, I think it might get demoted to the pre-show, which scares me, but I think Owens and Zayn versus the Usos would be fantastic. And I think the back-and-forth promos between them on SmackDown leading up to it would be just uh, otherworldly. I, I'm here for it. Oh. oh, yeah. You also have to think of what are they going to... Because Shane still is somehow involved in all of this. So I'm curious what they do with him. But yeah. A match of the users would be great. I, I feel bad for as long as they have been in the company, they have never been on a Mania card. They have only been on the pre-show. Is that true? So part of me, that's true. And part of me really wants them to like break that curse. Mm, that's insane. You know, whether it's a match with whether that's a match with Zayn and Owens or whether they go back to the New Day feud. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, know, I know you're afraid to go back, but you got you to gotta embrace it, man. No, I will not. That's, that's done. It had the perfect ending. It's done. They had one of the best matches of the year last year. It's over. And, and they, but, what are they, but New Day has to be involved somehow. They can so host WrestleMania again. And they did nothing with that. Yeah, there's nothing for them to do. But there, I guess, actually, that's not true. There is one thing for them to do. But... The young bucks aren't showing up, man. I'm sorry. I know. Dare to dream. But I guess they could get involved in the US title feud somehow. I I was rooting so I as much as I like Bobby Roode as champion, I was rooting so hard for Xavier Woods 
because of those promos he was giving on social media. And also, he he's a better like character. The, he's more over. I would have put the title on Xavier he, over Rude. Rude is still I, not working. Him as a babyface does not work. Well, I think you know now that he's got a title, I think they're will they're going to be willing to turn him sooner than later. But we'll see. So then you could do Xavier um, versus it, Rude, maybe at Mania. I don't know. Maybe that's more fantasy booking. We'll see. Brief Roth 25 thoughts. We've danced around this. We talked about the Undertaker stuff. We both thought it was just insane and really bizarre and just a gigantic waste of time. But there were some good moments. What were your favorite moments of Raw 25? And, you know, I, I will say I was kind of annoyed that they did. They went all the way back to the early 90s stuff because I was hoping we would get some Papa Roach to be loved or we would get some Ruthless Aggression era stuff. And that's what I grew up with. I didn't grow up with the razor ramon stuff and i didn't even get into wrestling when dx was at their peak like i got in when randy orton was just bursting on the scene i got in when edge was turning into the radar that's when i really got started because a lot of it was i watched wcw mostly in the 90s and then when i came back to wrestling in my like early middle school days it was a different era and i just i have no connection to a lot of the characters that popped in on raw this monday and the set and the manhattan center and everything else is just that's not what i really wanted to see i would have rather had seen sylvia and Grandier and la resistance come out i would have rather had seen i don't know um rob van dam make a surprise appearance i would have rather seen so many other different characters appear on raw this week than the ones that actually showed up i don't know if that's just because of my youth and just the way i've just um watched over the years but I don't know. I, I was kind of, I, I think everybody was underwhelmed, but I think maybe I was underwhelmed for different reasons. And I, I, I don't know. I, I think the thing, the problem you're facing is that nostalgia goes in a cycle and all the stuff you're mentioning is only about 10 years, you know, 15 years old when the attitude is, you know, 20 years old where a lot of the, the kids that were watching then are now, you know, ha- have kids of their own you know, or starting out families. So I think they're still, they're still approaching that demographic as, okay, we're going to take, well, you're nostalgia, funny bone, you know, give it 10 years. And then, yeah, you know, Randy Orton and Edge are going to be the, you know, the nostalgia acts come in. Um, as for 20, as for raw on Monday, honestly, the only segments I was a fan of was the opener, which is great. You know, it's, it's Vince doing what he has always done best in that cut a heel promo. It's often coming out to an enormous pop and hitting the stunner and getting the beer bath and all that. And then the Miz and Roman match was fun. You know, it was fun. I loved the ending. I loved the way Miz stared down Brian at the beginning. I loved that they brought up some of the old general managers. I wish they had done more with them than just smiling away from the crowd, but you can blame Jimmy Fallon for that. Um, yeah, I just, it, it, other than that, it was a boring show. There was very little done. And I, I said it before, I just feel bad for those people that paid so much to go to the Manhattan Center and see very little in terms of in-ring action, in terms of anything of consequence. They did get Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt, though. For five minutes. Oh, I mean very sarcastic, because that is, that is already the favorite for worst food of the year. Yeah, I wasn't. I I was I was let down by that, and I hope that wasn't the blow off. I don't know. I think this is going to go on, and I think we're about to get Brother Nero back, which is just a gigantic waste of Jeff Hardy. But 
Yeah, it's it's atrocious. The the broken stuff is just awful. I I, I just would I would hit a board right now, but they can't. See, they now that the whole copyright thing is done with, they there is a possibility that they switch from woken to broken, and then that can bring in things like Vanguard One, the Lake of Reincarnation, which was always my favorite segments. What if they uh, just Senior did this? Benjamin, Skarsgård, the dilapidated boats. Um, I, I just I want them to do more than just oh Matt Hardy has a really weird laugh. What if they just did this? And this is extreme, what? I will say, and that's not just a callback to Team Extreme. What if they just released Matt Hardy and just went back to Jeff Hardy as a top guy and put him on SmackDown as the top babyface and make him a top five merch seller and come out with the no more words entrance and pretend none of this ever happened? What if they did that? Just pretend. Just pretend it's 2009 again. Yeah, because Jeff Hardy was like number two in merch sales that year. Oh, yeah, he was. Jeff Hardy is still super over. They don't need Matt Hardy. They don't need this awful broken stuff. What they need is a healthy Jeff Hardy. That's all they've ever needed. Matt Hardy is not good. (laughs) But broken Matt Hardy is. No, I don't think it is. Well, you're wrong, sir. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, if you're enjoying this on a week-to-week basis, I guess more power to you. But I think it's maybe the worst thing that WWE is putting out there on a week-to-week basis, outside of Jinder Mahal appearances. But, yeah, I, I can't do it. I, I just – I can't. Um, I don't know. What would you rather watch, a Tamina match or another Woken Matt Hardy laugh segment? Oh, God. Why are you throwing Tamina under the bus like this? Tamina is literally the worst oh. wrestler in the company. Okay, um, I, yeah, I'd go with Matt Hardy. Man, I'm in a mood today. It's Friday. I'm just throwing everybody under the bus, but I don't know. It's a Friday, man. It's the weekend. It's, it's NXT TakeOver weekend, man. I'm just frustrated. Gotta, the Rock 25 stuff just frustrated me. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Dude, I didn't I'm, really... I'm calling it now. I'm calling it now. The matches that it's going to steal the weekend is Cassie Atono versus Velveteen Dream. I'm calling it right now. That is going to be a hell of a match. I don't know if it gets the time, and also... Call back to the beginning of this podcast. I, for some reason, didn't realize that was this weekend. When I was talking about TakeOver Philadelphia, I was talking about it. I thought yeah. it was a couple weeks from now. I didn't realize that it was this Saturday. No, why Why wouldn't it? I mean, it's always right before one of the big I four. I just, for some reason, did not put two and two together when I was thinking about it. I, I just, it felt farther out to me. And I was thinking WrestleMania, for some reason, that they were still building up some of the stuff. And I just completely forgot that it was this weekend i just realized and now i was like oh wait it is saturday oh well i hope you didn't have plans for saturday because now you've got a show to watch well i've got at least one show to look forward to because i am here for alistair black adam cole i think that's gonna be a much better match than velveteen dreaming oh no i also don't think ono and dream are gonna get enough time that's gonna definitely be the shortest match of the night no i think that i think they give i mean you think back to that uh alistair black dream velveteen dream incredible I love every second of it. I wouldn't look. It was like 15 minutes. Yeah, I don't think this match even gets 15 minutes. But, I mean, they got three hours to fill and they got five matches. Can we run through who thinks winning all these matches? Let's do that quickly. I I have Dream beating Ono. Mm -hmm. I think he has to, especially after losing to Black. You need to give him a win. And I don't think Ono is working anyway. So I I think Dream is Uh, the better. Ono's a great worker and... But the, I just don't know if they know what they're going to do with his body type 
if he ever went up to the main roster. I don't think he's super over, even on NXT, watching these shows. He doesn't seem like a huge babyface. Johnny Gargano is significantly he, more over. Adam Cole is. Ember Moon is. I just, I don't. Did, did you watch it? Did you watch the Ono uh, Gargano match? Yes. They were both over in there. But and people wanted Gargano match. to win. Well, yeah, because he's a little guy. I don't even know if he's a little guy. It's just he's awesome. Johnny Gargano is just an incredible wrestler who's just naturally likable. I don't know. Fair but enough. anyway, so I have that. I have Undisputed Era beating Authors of Pain, and I think this is this might be the last time we see Authors of Pain on NXT. Yeah, they're going up. And they're, they're hitting the main roster probably, I want to say, after Mania, because I don't think they'll get them in before then. I don't know where they but go. Yeah, where do they fit? I guess Raw makes more sense because Raw needs the help more so we can finally... And I think you could do a fun feud with Authors of Pain versus Sheamus and Cesaro. I think so, too. And I think they... uh, um, I think they'll take whatever spot Revival was supposed to have just about a year ago. Yeah, the Revival... Speaking... Like, their name is... It makes a lot of sense right now because they need some sort of Revival to get back on track after what happened to them on Monday. But Ember Moon, I think, should win here. I don't think the time is to put the belt on Shayna, even though Shayna Baszler has been great. I think Adam Cole loses to Black here. I think Black after everything and Adam Cole playing the cowardly heel for the last couple weeks. I think you have to have him get some sort of comeuppance from Aleister Black and then Almas retains against Gargano. I don't know if we get a Ciampa return yet, but it would be it would be fun if that's how this show ended. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same with you, and I think I think Black wins in order to set up that almost match at uh, Takeover New Orleans, and Gargano loses thanks to Ciampa setting up that grudge match. Ooh, almost Andrade would actually be really good, so that would make sense, and to put the belt on Black at WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, quick raw thoughts though. I just. Um, it just they, didn't they didn't use the legends nearly enough. They needed to integrate them more with the current stars, and they didn't. Uh, having a bunch of divas get up on stage and smile and wave is pointless. Um, th- this was it was a nostalgic show. I had my hopes up, and I, I learned as I kept watching that I shouldn't have. Um, I I wasn't I didn't have fun with it, and that's 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 my biggest complaint. Yeah. But I got a Miz stare down with Daniel Bryan. I thought Miz Roman was awesome, for lack of a better word. That was the one redeeming quality of this show, is how good that was and how just it felt right. And that was the one thing they hit. And that was a good thing to have. But it was just they tried to do too much and trying to do two different buildings and everything like that. It just none of it. I don't know. None of it just worked. And we'll see how that all unfolds. But uh, last thing before we need to go, 205 Live has a vacant title once again. And I'm interested to see how this goes because that match is not happening at Royal Rumble now. They're not doing like Cedric versus someone else, I believe, right? It's just off the card. Uh, It does not look. So if that's just off the card, like what do they do? And I've heard, I forgot who it was I first heard about this, is like restarting the Cruiserweight Classic to tournament to crown the new champion. I'm completely here for it. And this is now an opportunity to go ahead. I would love that. And then have it culminate at WrestleMania. Works for me. 
Yeah. Um, you know? I don't know who the right and answer if, is uh, for this, though. Who do, who would you put the title on after Enzo? I think you finally give it to uh, Cedric. Ooh, disagree. Because it, especially if they're doing it in a tournament, you know, the, the guys that are, you know, solid in the ring tend to shine more than the, the more outlandish character types. So, and I, I think I think this is where he gets it. Here's what I want. I want Gregory Helms to be the new general manager of 205 Live. And every week we get Gregory Helms. Nah, nah, nah. Mm, 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 mm. Yep. Honestly, one of my favorite theme songs of all time. And just that stupid Titantron of just over and over again of him just like putting on sunglasses. It's, it's fantastic. He got a year-long reign. So that was my favorite Cruiserweight title run in wrestling history was the Gregory Helms year long run that I think started at Royal Rumble. But uh, yeah, that's what I want. And I think for me, what I would do is I'd put it on Pete Dunne. Ooh. Now, it would... I... Pete Dunne needs to be on this I roster full time and this UK stuff needs to be dropped. You need to put him, Tyler Bate, you need to put them all on 205 Live and just go full on with Pete Dunn. He's called the Bruiser way. Give him the title. They need somebody like Pete Dunn headlining the show. I just, I don't know why you wouldn't put it on Pete Dunn at this point and just have a tournament that ends with Pete Dunn winning it all. I would love it, but I think they're still attached to that UK show, unfortunately. Why? <laughs> it's never they happening. Over, <laughs> uh, they want to make money over in the UK and they want to edge out shows like Progress. Who would be like the number one surprise and then we'll wrap up here? Who would be like the best like guy to bring in to kind of revitalize this division? Because they need they need more draws, especially without Enzo, because he was their number one draw. And if you're gonna bring in Dunn, you might as well bring in uh, Tyler Bate. Yeah. What is Pentagon's uh contract looking like? Bring him um, in. Um I believe I would love that, but I believe whatever he's doing in Mexico, he's tied to that right now. Um, I think he's still on Lucha Underground, too. Yeah. Um, I wish we could. I don't know. I haven't haven't caught up on this last season. Um, But then with him, you know, you've also got the problem of dude doesn't speak English. I don't think that matters at this point. I I don't think we need to talk. Not everyone needs to talk. That's another thing. Um, That just, uh, whatever. But... Him and Phoenix, I love a lot, but Will Osprey would be my number one like babyface pick if they could bring him in. I just oh, I yeah. love Will Osprey so much. He's great, but I mean, trust me, we would be hearing about him signing. Yeah. There's no surprise Will Osprey appearance. I just want him in WWE before he has some devastating injury, because you know it's eventually the way he works. This does not end well, and I'm not saying I want it to no. happen, but the way he works, I just. I'm concerned if he does this for like 10 years. Zack Sabre Jr. can do what he's doing for a very long time and it still be effective. Pentagon, yeah. Phoenix, eh. His athleticism will start to fade, but like Osprey, man, it's just he's one of a kind and I I don't know. I don't know how that ends, but I would not expect it ends well. But Ricochet's on the way. I'm excited. It seems like they're going to do the right thing with him and maybe Marty Skrull. Maybe that's the, the wild card pick down the road of someone to bring 205 Live at some point. But... We could fantasy book all day, Connor. I think uh, we have talked enough wrestling on this Friday, but I, as always, love having you on and talking about it. So it's going to be a fun weekend. It's a weekend that will feature a NXT TakeOver, which is always great, and then a Royal Rumble that's going to go on entirely too long that may end with yet Roman Wayne's wins 
once again. So as always, I appreciate it. We can find on Twitter at Connor Casey underscore PC. We can read you at popculture.com where you are the assistant managing editor there. So Connor, we will talk soon and have a great weekend, man. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, Connor. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I uh, just want to remind you guys, if you like today's episode and you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second, leave the show a five-star rating and a review. If uh, you're not an Apple Podcast listener, remember you can find the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can access all of my previous episodes, and also find all my writing. I'm writing there fairly often. And also follow me on Twitter at Chase underscore Thomas. And like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Thank you for your support, and we'll be back in another episode very soon. Thanks, guys. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.